Hey everyone, thanks for checking out KettleCast, a spot where you can come for discussion with technology consultants who have seen it all. Matt Leathers, our lead consultant here at Kettle, has over 15 years of experience working for some of the leading firms in the world. Today we are here to provide practical ideas based off our wealth of experience across all types of industries while hopefully providing some entertainment and advice. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we are discussing another topic relevant not only to the cannabis business, but also for anyone who might be in some sort of decision maker position. We're talking requirements gathering, process flows, and vendor selection. At our most recent client, we saw firsthand how an organization can easily get taken advantage of and can easily be swayed by salespeople with an agenda. This podcast is linked to an article on our blog titled From the Cannabis Diaries, Know Your Flow. You can get there from this episode show notes and leave comments or questions for future episodes. And now I will hand it over to Matt. Thanks, Amanda. So, yeah, as you mentioned, um, we have seen challenges in situations where clients have picked a software package or picked a provider when it comes to technology, and those choices haven't necessarily uh, delivered the value that the client expected. And this brings us to, and, and starting off with, why is this such an important point? And on the blog post, we get into two specific scenarios, one for the finance team and one for the HR team at a previous client experience. But pulling back, you know, I've, I've got over 20 years of technology and business consulting. And if there's any fundamental thing that I have learned is that IT and technology, and this, this goes for executives as well as line staff, they simply do not communicate well with the business. They can have a really strong technical acumen and be really great programmers or engineers or architects. But when it comes to speaking to a business executive who is leading a sales team or a CEO who is trying to ensure that the company is growing um, or a head of HR who is trying to make sure that the teams are being trained and that new hires are productive on day one, they simply do not do a good job of aligning their goals, aligning their expectations, and communicating along those lines. And especially these days, as you layer in information security and cybersecurity, you have a situation where the business and IT are frustrated with each other. Um, there's concern or confusion about what the right thing to do is, and that generates a lot of fear and uncertainty. It's, it's not a healthy ecosystem and a healthy environment. And for cannabis industry organizations that are relatively young, uh, as compared to say some of their peers in consumer goods or manufacturing or agriculture, um, you know, they those organizations, those legacy companies struggle with these things too. So our point here is that in my experience uh, as a consultant, this is really the number one thing that drives problem problems and drives pain. Um, and a wedge between the IT and the business. Um, this lack of communication, this lack of understanding one another. And primarily, it is the IT and technology team and their, their functions job to understand the business, not the other way around. There's been a lot of discussion about the business not understanding IT and how difficult and complex it is. Boo-hoo. Deal with it. The business generates money 
the business generates and drives towards the mission, not the other way around. Without the business or without the organization, IT does not exist. So let's understand that and let's make sure that we are clear that IT exists to serve the business, not the other way around. So how do you start bridging the gap and how do you start fixing some of these legacy and these long-standing communications issues? Um, you know, if, if one group is from Mars and another group is from Venus, then is there hope that they can coexist? Is there hope that they can work together? And, you know, yes, because that's fundamentally what we do at Kettle. Um, we don't necessarily have a, a dog in a fight when it comes to a particular software platform or a tool. And it starts with this, this concept of, you know, we call it knowing the flow in this post, um, but the, the concept or the idea is uh, in Six Sigma or in lean manufacturing, it's called the, the Gemba, which is a Japanese word for the real place do the walk and we talk about it in the post of if i do not see what people are doing and how they are working as an it leader and as a as a it resource how can i possibly hope to help you and help your resources and help your people i need to do the walk i need to see and experience the real place before i can start proposing solutions or proposing ideas so do the walk and you can do this physically like we talk about in the article in the paper but you can also do this virtually with facetime with audio calls with photographs it's fairly straightforward so even if distance and space and time separate you you know you've got a team on the other side of the world doing software engineering that's okay because if you can record some video if you can talk through them if they can see it it fosters that dialogue. So it starts with knowing, knowing the real place and doing the walk, and that becomes a flow, uh, a process flow. Um, in the cannabis industry, there's this trend towards uh, technology and IT as a competitive differentiator, as possibly the salvation. Um, and we've talked about this in other spaces where whether it's a cloud solution or a big data solution or e-commerce, you know, a security solution, you know, you, you stick a pot leaf on it and all of a sudden it is the business intelligence solution for the cannabis industry. Look, there, there are a lot of really great software platforms and solutions out there um, that have application to the cannabis industry. Um, and picking the right solution based on your problems is the most important thing. When you're working through and you're, you're looking at a solution or a... Um, technology capability for you, there's a couple of buzzwords that immediately spring out as, as red flags. Um, and one of them is this idea that uh, they're going to use Agile to shortcut the design process. Um, and that rather than walking through a process together, you're just going to jump into software demonstrations. This is just kind of a, a more salesy version of what your internal IT team likes to tend to do most of the time, which is to jump to the solution rather than fully understanding the problem. So when they say we're going to use actuate or agilate or, uh, you know, actualizer 9000 as an excuse for jumping right into software design, that's all that is. It's an excuse. 
And why would they do that? Well, first of all, customizations that usually get identified well into development are expensive. And you are usually the, the person or the entity bearing that cost, not the vendor. Um, they themselves often don't deliver in terms of internal deadlines and internal quality about 60% of the time. That's about the average failure rate in industry for a technology project. So, uh, you know, with all these shops running around, that 60% failure rate comes from somewhere. So the chances are actually better than half that you are speaking to somebody who can't even deliver on their own internal projects, let alone on yours. And finally, the, the third reason why um, organizations and software companies and vendors like to jump into demos is because the cost of switching is really high. If you think about it like a relationship, some people stay in a relationship just because it's convenient and it's comfortable and it's harder to leave a relationship than it is to stay in a relationship. That's not healthy for you or your business. But they know well that it's not just a three-year contract, but the more tendrils that their software or their resources or platforms have into your business, the harder it is to rip those things out. And in many cases, even if um, those a new vendor comes in, they will still have quite a bit of business um, converting from their software and migrating to the new software. So between the customization dollars, um, their own internal failure rates, um, and the cost of switching, there's a good reason why those organizations want you to jump straight into software demonstrations and why the, the idea of reviewing the processes and knowing the real places um, and understanding how people work doesn't really fit with their agendas and their ideas. So as we advise in the paper, if you're in that situation, stop. Just stop with the demos, stop with the pilots, stop with the licensing, step back and start to understand how work actually happens in your organization and what problem you are trying to solve. So specifically, get the right people in the room and that includes business and technology resources. And these are the doers, not the people who did it a few years ago or who are removed and sit in the corporate offices, but the warehouse floor, the retail staff, the people working on the mothering rooms, in the mothering rooms or filling out the regulatory reports for the state or the local regulatory entity. Those are the people that actually do the work and can tell you what happens, how they do it, when they do it, and the good, bad, and ugly of their activities and of their day. And somebody can tell you if they spend an hour on it or if they spend eight hours on it. But get the doers into the room doesn't have to be everybody, but a representative sample of people in the room, say five to 10 people at the most, and start to understand step-by-step step, um, whose stuff are you going to touch? What are you going to change? Who are you going to change? Those are the people that are going to buy in. And so in a sense, like getting your toughest nuts to crack in that room, talking through how do things work today without judgment, is, is critical to the long-term success of whatever initiative you're trying to accomplish. So are you doing change to people or are you doing change with people? 
So first get the right people in the room, whether those are customers or possibly uh, business leaders and technology leaders as well as a staff. Um, second is, is the forum and how you actually execute this. I like to use post-it notes because they're easy to move around and people will invariably think of new things that need to be added to the mix. So post-it notes um, to help establish how the process flows because you can stick it on a wall or a window even if you don't have a whiteboard. Um, taking photographs of whatever the team comes up with so the finished product can easily be documented and you don't need to spend time in PowerPoint or Google Slides or, or whatever. Um, you can just take a picture of it and then use that as reference for everybody to see and understand how they think it works. Um, and then the politics. So save the politics for later. You're not judging how people work right now. All you're trying to do is understand how people work today. Because ultimately that's what will fundamentally possibly change. That's what you're expecting to change. And finally, the, the third point around how to do this well, instead of the old way of doing this and the typical way of doing this, the third point around doing this well is understanding who is doing it, how are they doing it, when do they do it, and what is it they are doing. So for example, in the process full in the blog post, the supplier vetting process, you have one person doing that they're using Smartsheet, which is like a cloud version of Excel, and they're using uh, Pipedrive, which is a customer relationship management tool like Salesforce. So it's one person, they're using two tools. There might be some room for more efficiency. I might have some questions about, is that secure? Um, how does a new employee that um, you know fits into that role succeed or fail? Is there a consistent set of questions that they're asking? Are there better questions that we could ask so we could do this process a little faster and run it at scale in multiple jurisdictions, um, multiple states, multiple countries? But you save the political pieces for later. And ultimately, you should have a pretty clear picture at the end of this exercise of whether I'm dealing with a $5 million problem or a $5 problem because the work will be clear, how long it takes, who is doing it, when it happens, what they're doing, the tools that they use, and whether it's messy or clean becomes very clear, and that's the power of that visualization. With that as your guiding framework, then you can have a conversation with a software provider, whether they're an internal IT team or an external team, without the screens, and say, this is how we work, how does your system work? because their system is built on a similar workflow. And being able to understand where there's a checkbox, where those two things fit, or a red X, where those two things do not fix, fit, and you're either going to adopt what the company says is the right process, or you're gonna pay a lot of money for customizations to make the software work the way you want it to. But before you get four months into a project, you should know those questions and know what those customizations are before you even sign a letter of intent. And so by doing that, again, getting the right people in the room, using post-it notes or pictures or, or other tools, and answering the questions of who, what, when, and how, if you have that, that's enough baseline documentation to go through a design exercise that's actually gonna yield you the result that you're looking for.
when you're making a technology decision. Okay, thanks, Matt. Um, I hopefully this gives listeners some valuable advice to move forward if they're in this position right now of choosing a vendor. We might do some subsequent episodes about some specific examples and how we implemented this process and how it worked out for us. As mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can go to our show notes to find all the links on how to connect with us, and we'll be back soon. Thanks. Thanks.